0: this is the only album that was recorded who, fuck dude let me start the fuck over let me start the fuck over
1: (laughs) welcome back to Asinine Radio a weekly podcast where we talk about music and well that's pretty much it so uh, let's go
0: But this is Asinine Radio. This is the weekly music podcast where every week we get into, what do we do? We get into a different album from a different band and we break it down. We listen to it. We try to do as much research as we can if it's not too difficult. And uh, we just we just have a good time while we talk about it and get into it. Uh, if you didn't know already, my name is Tyler and way out there. Hundreds of miles away is Jeff. Also, while you're listening, because obviously you have nothing better to do. Go to Apple Podcasts. Go to Spotify. Give us five stars and five stars only. Don't be an asshole. And uh, if you want to you know, follow us on social media, all of our uh, handles are at Asinine Radio. We have a Discord server. If you want to join that, hang out with us and other people who listen to the pod. Uh, we'll send you the link. Just let us know. And we have a uh, phone number. If you want to give us a call, you could shoot us a text. You can leave us a voicemail. That phone number is 503-893-5307. So get into that. Now, Jeff, uh, what are we doing today on the podcast?
1: We are doing Coheed and Cambria's album, Good Apollo on Burning Star 4.
0: Now, Jeff, let's get into our origin story with Coheed and Cambria, and then we'll get into our stinkers if we have any, and then some bangers, and then we'll just talk about the album and story. So what do you got for your origin story with uh, the Coheed and Cambrias?
1: Um, so it started uh, with, this. with, uh, I started with the second album in keeping secrets of silent air three when, when a favorite house of Atlanta came out. I mean, dude, everybody loved that song. It's, it's really good. It's fantastic. And I know everybody at our high school loved that song because it, again, Koheed kind of checked the boxes for all that was popular at the time. And so that is when I got into them but not heavily. I did listen to the second stage at that time. Don't remember anything from it. And then mm-hmm. fast forward to good Apollo when, when that one came out and I bought that like the day it came out. Like I bought that on, on the CDs Damn. and I, I fuck man, that album was just so goddamn good. But I mean, after that, when, when, when part two came out, it was kind of a dud. And then I did not really listen to anything. After Good Apollo Part 2, aside from maybe like some of the aftermath stuff that you mm-hmm. liked. <laughs> but other than that, I, <laughs> I just I fell off with them completely. Um, So so really, it was just it was just a favorite House of Atlantic is what got me into them. And uh, I don't know.
0: That's, That's your origins. It. That's it. Damn. X-Men origins. <laughs> All right. My uh, my origin is also. Like you, it was Favorite House Atlantic. First thing I ever heard. It was actually the music video. I saw that for the first time on MTV or MTV2. I don't remember. And uh old friend of the pod, Sean, uh he recorded or we actually we recorded on, on VHS and him and I would just watch the video. Like we we had we had this one VHS tape of just like all of our favorite music videos you know, all through, you know, our high school years, and we we would just, and this is one of those videos, so we would just watch this video, along with, you know, some 41 still waiting, um, you know, (laughs) Green Day's, uh, minority, just like, just random fucking things over the years that we would just have on this VHS tape, but yeah, we watched this video and listened to the song so much, it was just, it's so ingrained in my, uh, my late high school career, mid to late high school career, and, uh, it's just such a cool song it's so fucking catchy it's it's by far the best part of this entire record like leaps and bounds i it's it's just it's an awesome song not a great record i mean it's a great record but it's a little underwhelming after you get away from this song a favorite house atlantic but yeah that's my uh that's my origin story It was that song that music video and um all the memories that go along with that so going into the album of the week uh my introduction my introduction to that was welcome home i don't remember where i heard it it might have been through you actually because at that point i had given up on coheed i just didn't even care so i think you introduced me to that song welcome home and i just i couldn't believe just how 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 heavy it was the the pinch harmonics the the just everything about it It was just so crunchy and great i I love that song and that's my introduction to the record and yeah. I don't know. What else what, what do you have on this one? Or actually are, let's are, get are,
1: are, are we getting our final thoughts or what?
0: Yeah, let's give our final thoughts. I'm I'm ready to wrap this up. Already. Rank it up. Rank it up, yeah, baby. We're seven, eight minutes in. Rank it up. But um <laughs> anyway, so what is your um what are your initial thoughts on this record, Apollo four volume one? Or good Apollo Dude, I I'm so sick of this. Just slow down. I'm just, just so if you just slow sick down. Of
1: this. You'd be fine. It's not a big deal if you just slow down. No, you it. Try it, and go too it, fast. This, you try and be like. Speed these racer titles are here. just
0: too long. These titles are too fucking long. So, what are your initial thoughts or your yeah your initial thoughts on Good Apollo? I'm burning my I'm burning Star Four. See, this is just stupid. It's
1: really, I'm, not that hard. It's not that difficult.
0: Good Apollo, I'm burning Star Four Volume One. What I, are I gave you,
1: I gave you the backstory of, of why it's called "Good Apollo" on Burning Star Four, in hopes that you yes. would not ever, ever forget why it's called "Good Apollo." And I know Burning why Star four. it's called that
0: because of the end of the Silent Earth record, the previous the previous record, because he's talking to the dog named Apollo, and that's the end of the record. it's like a,
1: it's like a mic drop. He's like, "Good Apollo," I'm Burning Star Four. Like, a fuck this. I'm Burning Star Four. Oh, that's so
0: cool. I know, oh, I know. get chills! Get chills on my arms. <laughs> oh, it's so good. It's a great way to end the record, but it's a terrible album title.
1: No, it's not. As good. I'm burning Star stupid. Four. Star Four God, is like the main. This the, the, is the okay. So where, where do you want to start? Where do you want to start? Where do you want to start?
0: Wherever you want to start. Where you start? Wherever you want to start. I want you to do this. I want you to take where the lead this week. Okay. Where okay, I want so, you so, to take so, the lead. So so so, so you're more so, knowledgeable so, than me so, on this subject.
1: So 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 Star Four is is the central. If if you see the the Coding Cambria So Cody and Cambria are two people so no that's a lot of stuff yeah, with, going into one <laughs> <laughs> there's,
0: the, there's so much to the stupid fucking story, man. It's so hard This episode this week has been so much more difficult than I was ever expecting because this story is so convoluted and there's so much going on you just don't know where to start because you start someplace and you're like, okay, well now I have to go back and explain this part and this part and that part and fucking annoying, man. It's it's fun though. I love it, this it, record, but fuck it, it's annoying sometimes. But
1: like you got to think of 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 this in in the same kind of terms of of like a New Hope, Empire, and, and Jedi. Like we're thrown yeah. into the middle of a story, whether or not it was it was originally supposed to be. It was, what do you call it?
0: a trilogy? But with nine, a nineology. A tetro- well, I think I think a, what this ended up being was like a. I think it's called a tetralogy. So it's five. This over this one story is five five albums so a tetralogy i think that's what it's called
1: but like but like but like but like but, like. but we're, we're thrown into the middle of it here and and we're not entirely supposed to understand everything we're supposed to kind of just kind of go along with the flow here when we're thrown into new hope we don't know who these who this villain is we don't know what the empire is we don't know anything really we're just thrown into it and we're just kind True. of along for the ride we're along for the journey and that's fine and and the the key work which everything gives revolves around is is the the coding camera band their symbol that they have which is that triangle and the circles all around yeah the triangle is i think it's like 78 planets that are connected by this this force this force field the key work is what it is and then there's those those circles are are stars and everything is being held together in in this this perfect harmony and Star Four is the one that's in the middle of it. So if he blows up Star Four, essentially, it's going to destroy the entirety of the keywork. And so mm-hmm. that's why it was so cool that he, Claudio, fiction Claudio, because there's a real life Claudio who's a singer and songwriter for the band Coheed and Cambria, and then there's mm-hmm. fictional Claudio who is the son of Coheed and Cambria. So that's that's God, fun. So annoying. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's why it's so cool that that like fiction Claudio decides that to to essentially become like the one to become the 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 main person the savior the master villain maybe In a way. maybe maybe yeah. his 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 thing is is not to to help people or, or try and solve world peace or or anything he's just like fuck it i'm just cuz he's so mad at the time he just he comes to the conclusion that he's going to destroy everything everything that that this universe is they he's going to destroy it and that's cool i like that mm-hmm. So let's yeah. fast forward here to to burning star Apollo Five. Um, I I really <laughs> consider I consider the first four tracks one song. I don't even care. I always have. I always will. Decaf. That's fine. I listen to them all as my one B. They are because they are one song for Damn. me, and I don't care. That's
0: what I do. That's what I do. <laughs> what I do. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Oh, so wait, so keep, wh- why do you say that though? I mean, what what's the reasoning behind that? Because like story wise or musically? Both
1: me- musically. I mean, keeping the blade. And always never follow each other. That if you if I just played you these songs, and I, and I even said like, hey, this is just this is the first track. Like nobody would ever know that it was two songs, because they mm-hmm. just they go so well hand in hand like that. Now if I played you always never in Welcome Home, that's like the, the kind of the same way. Always never sets up that that acoustic intro to Welcome Home very nicely, and then if you play Welcome Home and then going into 10 Speed, those two things play out really really well together. So yeah but, right. but if i put like keeping the blade up against welcome home it wouldn't make sense if i put always and never up against 10 speed it wouldn't make sense they have to be in this order and it's 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 perfect this is this is a this is a four banger it's perfect it's my one b all four of them don't care
0: Now hmm. i i totally i totally see where you're going from the first song from keeping the blade through welcome home the transition between all three of those songs i think is is perfect especially going from always and never into welcome home i think that's that's just perfect i don't really remember the transition from welcome home to 10 speed i mean i'll I'll take your word for it i just don't remember it being that's that significant or that it it, it know,
1: really ends important on, on like the the, the 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 harms right like the orchestral the, oh, oh, and, yeah. go, and the high okay, is, okay do, i guess yeah like it just it flows very nicely and it, it needs to happen
0: yeah yeah i mean 10 speed that that is quite the song too i mean that's just a very so upbeat good. song it's a really really good song a super upbeat song where like the guitar leads match so well with his voice too like they, they just go hand in hand and they just kind of intertwine with one another it's just it's just a perfectly balanced song and the chorus is catchy it's bouncy just everything rides along so well in the song. And I don't know. It never really lets up either. That Ten it, it was never really lets up.
1: It was interesting when you said earlier that you heard some Mars Volta stuffs in some of the Coheed songs because yeah. I mean, they're, they're coming out in the early two thousands. There's we're, we're listening to post hardcore at the time. There's, it's a big yeah. thing still. It's bound to happen. And, and there's some things in this song, in that guitar riffage that is very at the drive in sounding. And I, I, I think that's kind of totally. cool. And, because and, it,
0: there's a lot of um on this record, well, a lot of the records, but especially this one I noticed there's a lot of noodling guitar leads. So you hear a lot of that in Circus Survive, especially on Juturna, But also Omar from the Mars Volta and At the Drive-In, he does that so much on in both of those bands. Especially okay, so like in At the Drive-In on, on Relationship of Command and Interalia, those two records just the way that that either Omar and, and Jim Ward play off of each other, where Jim plays the more, I guess, rhythm part, the the lower end of the guitar, and Omar just is kind of noodling, just kind of going all over the place. But it's still just, it intertwines in so perfectly, and the same with Interalia, It's Omar and Keeley. It's the same dynamic, and it just, it's just so well done, and that's just what Coheed is. I don't think it's as good as at the drive-in. I don't care what you think. I don't think it's as good at that, but it's the same idea. Much like Jaturna from Circus Survive, is similar to this to this record and how the guitars play play against each other or play with each other, kind of against each I mean,
1: other. I don't I don't think it's as good either. It just they play, they play different roles. They're trying to do two different things, and and I mean yeah, one is is defining a genre at the drive-in, and Coed is essentially trying to to be this is kind of like theater kid music without actually being theater kid music. Like this is very, <laughs> this, this is, is like very...
0: intelligent and in, intelligent theater kid music.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah, that, this that's is, what
0: it is. Maybe not intelligent might be a bad word to use, but it's just, no, it's, it's very ambitious. It's, it's definitely it's more way more ambitious
1: than, than yeah. my chemical romance shit. Trash. I yeah. My, c-
0: my chemical romance is so it's such face value, just kind of superficial, but Coheed, I mean, musically some of it is more complex but i lyrically and story-wise it's just it's so it's yeah it's too much sometimes
1: okay so i guess we can we we can just start with with welcome home or we can just finish 10 speed real quick is 10 speed a banger for you yeah
0: yeah let's finish 10 speed 10 speed is my i guess it's my five yeah it's my five b it's a b for me where does this sit for you
1: it's my one B because it's that's part of the the, the four part suite of the opening. <laughs> oh, tracks. that's
0: true. Okay, that's true. I don't care. That's true. That's true. I don't care. Because do. well, okay, we'll get into it later. Okay, that's fine. So this is kind of your one B. Should we play a little bit of ten speed or what? What do you have on this one musically, lyrically?
1: We just like talked about most of it musically.
0: Well, I did, but you didn't
1: lyrically. And I I started it. Okay. Fucking guy. <laughs> Fucking gay. Do you, what, what do you, uh, I mean, we could what? do the lyrics on this one. I mean, we could tell like the, just the overall story real quick and then incorporate our B's into it.
0: Let's, oh, let's touch on the overarching story because I don't know, man, it was just a lot. It was a really, it was a lot for me. A lot of characters and I don't know. What what do you got lyrically on this one or okay, overall?
1: Well, I guess overall the story here, we, we, we real, real condensed here. We are introduced to a new character called Ryder R Y D E R. He is the writer W R I T E R of this <laughs> universe. Now we're breaking yeah. like this fourth wall thing here. So we just we've been going through the Amory Wars of of Second Stage Turbine and then keeping secret silence, keeping secret silence. <laughs> Keep, oh, that's a system of doubt. keeping secret silence and sleep. So we've been, we've been talking what about this Amory War story. For, for two albums and now we have a different person coming in who was the writer of these stories and like I said we're breaking the fourth wall here and the writer as a person in the real world is 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 broken up because his girlfriend Erica Court cheated on him and broke his heart and fucked him over horribly and he's terrible about it and he does not like it and he's sad mm-hmm. so he's he's writing he's writing he's writing the story in in the in the amory Am- Am, Amory War, Amory Wars. Amory Jesus Wars. fucking Christ. Amory That's Wars. That's a tough one. Amory Wars. Amory Wars. Amory. That's a stupid Amory. name anyway. Amory. Why, why There's a have lot of be? dumb names. There's a lot of alliteration There's a lot there. of dumb I don't, names in this. I don't want to do that. That's fine. Yeah, so, he, so he's writing this as, as like an outlet, right? Like he's, he's feeling sad, so he's writing these, these characters as extensions of himself. But then like it gets really weird because the character fiction Claudio and... Fact writer meet up and 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 go yeah, over yeah. plot lines and stuff, and so it becomes like I don't know, it becomes this fun thing that got like really kind of like meta and weird, and then went back to like this fun thing, and I it was weird, it was hard to follow, I didn't it understand was it. Very hard to follow. Like the big the big thing with me for the story was. It's like, why did you just set up this entire universe just to throw it away by saying, "Oh, this is actually just part of a snow globe of this person's life, and whatever <laughs> he writes becomes fact." Like that's like you just, you wasted all of that time.
0: Yeah. So so when I was reading about this, the whole writer R Y D E R and then the writer that complete like I was just like, what the fuck is going on? Is there something I'm missing here? So I was going back and reading like from the previous album from keeping secrets. And I was just like, what the fuck does this mean? And I was trying to research it more. And then I finally realized, okay, this is the same person. This is really fucking annoying. And then as I was going through the songs, I think, okay. So what Claudio has said, like real life, Claudio, what he said about this record is that it's a very depressing record. There's a lot of heartbreak when you really think of, when you really read into it, it's about personal heartbreak, this and that. But I think it's about something more than that. I think it's about drug use. And I always go back to drug use because a lot of musicians use drugs and they use that in their songwriting. And I'm going to use that here. I don't know if it's psychedelics. I don't know what it is, but I feel like the relationship between the right the writer and writer and the two Claudios, I feel like a lot of that is, is due to extreme heartbreak, extreme depression, and him you resorting to whatever kind of drug it is and having hallucinations with the 10 speed bike, because that entire storyline having the 10 speed <laughs> bike be or 10 speed be this like villain. And then him questioning, are you, are you really a villain? Or are you just my bike? You know, it's just a very kind of dreamlike, you know, getting really fucked up and high kind of state of being. So I feel like that's what it is. I feel like he's real life. Claudio was so depressed getting fucked up on drugs and this is him writing about that experience but trying to associate it with the overall story arc of this entire universe that he's created in these comics and novels i mean you're on
1: the you're you're essentially right about everything i don't think drugs played a factor in it i know i mean like if you read anything about claudio and his wife Mm -hmm. there he i don't want to say he like says a lot of negative things about her but he kind of does say like a lot of negative things about their relationship. but I think it's I noticed just that, yeah. it's him just focusing on the negative so he can write better music. But they've been together for over 10 years. So like it's clearly not bad. And I, this was a time when they're getting popular. they're getting big, they're touring a lot. They're making money now. He's not home all the time. And that's always a big strain on any relationship is, is when these bands kind of like start making a lot of, a lot of money, some decent some decent big label money. And so this is, this is an album that was kind of like necessary because he needed an outlet and and he's writing this story, he's writing this world, but he just feels disconnected from it anyway. And rather than start from scratch and and scrap the whole thing, he finds a way to incorporate it into like his current, his current mental state, his current emotional state, which is kind of cool because it, it means it shows that he doesn't have, you know, point A to point B and it has to be that way. It's okay to like go off on these little tangents and and rewrite things based off of how I feel at the moment. Because then they did. He did end up finishing the story in a different way, in like two thousand and seventeen mm-hmm. or whatever it was when they re-released some of the comics to yeah. extrapolate on this story. So I I, I I like that. That's cool.
0: I feel like also when you when you read his lyrics, I mean, some of them. Some of his lyrics, I just don't. I can't figure out. I, I like we've always talked about it on the pod we're not much of a we're not lyric men. That's not really our thing. It hasn't been until recently. So some of the lyrics on this record I just I just don't get from like a personal standpoint. Even like what people have said, you know, how it relates to the actual overall story arc, I still don't really see it at at some points. I don't know. I think relating the lyrics on this record to the overall story just is a stretch. It's a total fucking stretch to me. I really think it is. I, I just,
1: I agree. <sighs> I, 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 th- I think. I think if if you if you knew nothing about the story, if you knew nothing about this band, if I just gave you, I, I just wrote track one, track two, and then gave you the lyrics per, and I asked you yeah. what you think the story's about. Fuck no. No way in hell would you ever would you ever get this story from yeah, the can, lyrics you yeah, wrote. You no way.
0: It's like he wrote the story, the fictional story. After the fact, like he 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 connected the 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 fictional stuff with what happened in real life, way after the fact. Like I mean, well, he did though, right? Isn't that what you just said? He he did it way yeah. after. Well, so yeah, well, not way after. Yeah, not way. After. Well, still after.
1: I I think well he just he's made more of it like because this 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 one ends pretty like ambiguously, supposedly. Yeah. I I just think that I think he's a great songwriter. I think he's a great. Um, what do you call like a lyricist but like you write comics like like words what do you what do you call it like a writer Word I vomit? A, well, just a writer a, a comic poet? book writer or no because think he's yeah. a terrible lyricist when it comes to music i think he's a fucking awful lyricist i don't think he's a great poet at all but i think he writes good stories <laughs> and he has great concepts and he writes fantastic music and he yeah has,
0: great great stories outside of the actual songs themselves yes i just don't you think know he, I,
1: I don't think he can take those great stories and put them into song format Correct, I just don't correct. think he's good at doing that, but but I think for, I think he's great
0: yeah. at. I think the the perspective of you know because what I get from this entire record is a lot of betrayal between either it be himself or the significant other, the betrayal how he feels like to the point where he wants to kill the person he wants to see them rotten hell at certain points. There's a lot of a lot of uh, references to hell and wanting to just destroy everything because of of that betrayal of just being so angry that you just want to strangle them. There's a lot of pretty uh pretty violent things on this record that I had no idea was a thing. That I didn't even think he would write about, but yeah, it was uh it was it was eye-opening. It was definitely eye-opening, but like I said, when it relates to the actual fiction, the fictional part of the story, I don't see it really at all. So that's kind of annoying. I feel like oh god, it makes me kind of annoyed with fan with the fans of the band because they make these connections, but I feel like they only make the connections because they've read the stories already. Yeah. They just make these like these, they, they fill in the gaps and it just doesn't, I don't know. I don't like it. And
1: that's, that's no, that's, that's true because if you don't know the story, you're going to be lost. You're not going to be able to pick it up here but and i think that's i think that's kind of cool cuz that's rewarding like their fans i think Kobe's always been about the fans really about about the lore cuz they 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 do it still still just this year they've been doing it since day 1 and they're still doing it so it's 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 they're rewarding their fans and it's not just it's not just albums it's comics it's books it's it's everything mm-hmm. and i i don't know that's cool and and they're kind of like a band that's just that's just like you know fuck off you don't like us then don't follow us i don't really care we have a de- they have a crazy devoted devoted fan base. Yeah,
0: devoted fan base. Yeah, they totally and, do.
1: And they play they play music for them. I like that.
0: I do too. I did. I did. Re- I did. Kind of realize as I was going through the lyrics, like the first three four songs, I was reading the story before I read the actual lyrics, so it influenced the way I was reading the lyrics. But then after yes. that, I I thought, okay, let's read the lyrics first, make my own interpretation and then read the uh, the fictional connection and then after i after i started doing that i had a completely different perception of what he, i felt like he was actually singing about
1: that if you read if you read 10 speed before you you realized it was a bicycle being possessed by this fucking <laughs> yeah. devil thing no. no 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 fucking way no way would yeah, you ever no pick way you that make up the
0: connection yeah, it's crazy, Nobody
1: crazy
0: stuff. Should we play a little bit of Ten Speed, Ten and then we'll get back into Welcome Home?
1: Daddy,
0: yeah, that's fine. Okay, play. So here down. it is: uh, Ten Speed of God's Blood and Burial from Coaden Cambria. Damn it, I fucked that up. <laughs> mm. Well, anyway, there's uh, yeah, there's Ten Speed of God's Blood and Burial. So I usually fade out, but I accidentally clicked good clicked fate, another good song. Good fade, good fade. Yeah, Talk Yeah, about.
1: this one this one's about writers bicycle becoming possessed by 10 speed this this dark embodiment of a writer's dark side he's Mm -hmm. again he's broken up about this girl erica court cheating on him and he's 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 upset and instead of dealing with it um i guess in in conventional ways he he's writing about it and in the part that he can't the part of him that he can't come to terms with is why she cheated on him and she even said it was like kind of his fault that she did it and so, like, Ten Speed is this dark side of writer that he's not able to confront, like I said, in conventional ways. So, it's it's his fucking demon. And the demon tells him that he has to go into the fictional world and kill this character, Ambolina, who's a prize, but cut off her mm-hmm. wings because she's kind of in love with Claudio, fictional Claudio. And he needs to go kill <laughs> Ambolina because Ambolina is essentially one half of of how he wrote fictional women of his real girlfriend erica he wrote her ambelina and the Neo? Mm. newo neo i'd say yeah i don't know yeah so in order for Ryder to to be free of, of the hurt this this demonic bicycle tells him to go kill this fictional girl <laughs> <laughs> that's so weird
0: <laughs> it's like some acid trip kind of thing you know? yeah
1: it's just like it's just it's just like what else can we do
0: what else can we do <laughs> so that's cool that's fun yeah yeah it's 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 a really cool song it's a really cool song so let's go back to welcome home yeah didn't even finish welcome home yeah we didn't even touch upon it Oh, we just played it but that was it so like we said this was our introduction to this record this was a fucking great song that acoustic guitar like you said the it's so crisp it's such yeah. a crisp tone right and it's Damn, it's a fucking good song. what do you, what do you got on this one musically?
1: I mean just like fuck me if the first minute and a half of this song isn't just absolutely historic. Not great, not fantastic. Yeah. like historic. It is it is historic. And and honestly, the drums overall on this album are kind of eh, they're kind of Meg White. They're kind of just like this is Let's just we we need something to kind of keep the pacing. There's a couple parts where they where they shine a little bit, but overall it's it's just Meg White status. The bass playing too, kind of just meh. Meg White bass playing, whatever. Sometimes he has a little flair to it, but damn Meg man, White bass playing. That that drum part is just so oh, it's so good. It's that so first easy. first tom hit, those tom
0: it's, hits.
1: And you hear him like kind of like bellow yeah. out. It's so oh easy to God. play. It's so easy to follow. And I just I love how simple it is, and just how aggressively complex, the guitar parts are.
0: i know right why like
1: you overdo it and it comes out perfectly
0: it it is so over the top metal but it's so it's so concise like it's it's over the top but it's still classy like it doesn't it really rides that line of being annoying and being super super fucking cool because like zach wild the the arguably like the king of the pinch harmonics can be so fucking annoying but here they just they, it's just perfectly placed and not overdone. I love it. And the heavy chugging, oh my gosh, the good, just the guitar tone overall, not just the acoustic crisp crispness, but just the the fuzzy crunch of those electric guitars is just solid solid stuff and the big heavy bombastic <laughs> drums. It's so it's good. almost like John Bonham style tone with those drums. I mean obviously not as great and just groove bass led zeppelin or john bottom but tonally it, it has that that bottom style to it
1: yeah they're, they're definitely going for a loud sound yeah and, oh and, and they do it super well they do it super well and it's kind of cool because because that that riff that that verse riffage reminds me of like cashmere which yeah, is they, i mean it, it's, it's it really does yeah right that that's it is
0: it's the same yeah like strumming pattern
1: right it, pretty much it's 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 the same it's it's in the same ballpark
0: and it's yeah, not crazy it's to think about similar. because
1: they're they, they're they massive zeppelin fans claudio has said that he's highly influenced by Jim, by jimmy page and robert plant songwriting wise And like who isn't really inspired by zeppelin at this point true true but then on the same album we'll hear like another zeppelin part later on to end the album itself so
0: bonus track it's,
1: it's kind of cool that that uh that that's mimics or like pays homage to zeppelin and uh and I like that. And I like hearing the, the the lead guitar hit those aggressive loud, like distorted single notes as, as the rhythm yeah. rhythm lays down like the main riff, riffage. Cause you can hear like that and then and then the guitar the lead guitar is like Oh, dude, it's so good. And it just it's so dark. It's so dark. It's so oh it's it's so tight. Ta- it's so say hot it's... topic. That's what it is. It's so hot topic. I love it.
0: I kind of want to say it's Sabbath esque, but it's not. It's, I can't put my finger on. I know what you're talking about, but I can't put my finger on what it's what it's similar to. But it's I want to so say good. Sabbath, but whatever. Yeah, this is a, this is a great song, and it's just it, it. Not only is it heavy, but it is very very catchy too, very very catchy, and it just leads you on this. This trip this kind of ride through the entirety of it and then the woes at the very end too i mean that could be very very cheesy cheesy i mean look at blink 182's nine record that that every song has a woe on it but this is just like perfectly placed perfectly timed perfect amount of uh times they say the woes and it just kind of like fades out and then leads into 10 speed and it's good stuff man it's really really good
1: I like, uh, I I love the build up leading directly
0: into the solo.
1: Like it drops just insanely hard, mm-hmm. after it's already been built up already, and like the solo, dude. Like the solo has so many parts to it. It's got dueling guitars. It's got melodies. Yeah. It's got shredding. It's got slow stuff. It's just, it's a fucking perfect solo. It is a perfect solo.
0: They're really good at soloing too. I, it's surprising that they never really go back to it. They don't solo that often. There's a lot of lead guitar lines, but nothing, like a solo. They don't they maybe do it like once or twice a record,
1: yeah, but they're really good at it they are really good when they when they want to be because because like this this solo they're writing a a song like the solo is kind of its own little song it's a little part to this overall song it has oh. some solid melody to it, but it also shreds like it does it does the job of a solo but then also kind of does the job of like a bridge or an interlude it does a little bit of everything mm-hmm. and it's it's really really good love it
0: I do too i I mean I think this is. An absolutely perfect song. I, this is the best song they've ever put out. This and Favorite House Atlantic, the best songs they've ever put out, hands down. Can't fuck with them. I don't care if they're singles; they're the best songs.
1: Welcome Home is it's it's. I mean, this is so far beyond banger status. I just, I know, yeah,
0: <laughs> it's fucking remarkable. It is.
1: I mean, yeah, I but, for sure think Welcome Home is their best, the best thing they've ever put out. Like, if you took Welcome Home out of Cody and Cambria's life, then I would. I'd probably never go back to this band, to be honest. Like We would not be doing this pod, that's for sure. But
0: <laughs> Or this episode. We, we'd be doing the pod, but not this episode.
1: Yeah, that's what I meant to say. But if you took Cody song. and Cabri out entirely, everything they've done, everything, except for just one song, Welcome Home, I'd be all for it.
0: Can you imagine an, an entire heavy album like this? I mean, it could be arguably like one of the coolest metal records of all time had <laughs> <Yes. laughs> they done an entire record like this and it's kind of surprising that they've never done anything like that like they seem like a band who would make like one super super heavy metal record one album that's very kind of acoustic based one very pop rec pop rock record but they've never done that it's always been just kind of middle of the road let's throw in a little things here and there but it's always very very middle of the road i don't understand it i it really is- don't
1: it is weird, and like, you know, shortly after this came out, like that's when that's when Thrice did the the Alchemy Index, right? That was like yeah. a couple years after this, so it's it's weird that they wouldn't be inspired because they clearly they're inspired by by the genres, right? By the post hardcore, punk, pop punk, yeah. emo genres. So it's weird that they wouldn't do that. They wouldn't do some type of tri- even like a triple album of of three different genres and really really hammer them home,
0: or even they, like they, they love doing do. double stuffs visu came out like a year after this and then alchemy index came out a year after that or two years after that so it's like there's a lot of cool thing experimenting things that experimental things that thrice were doing at the time that yeah like you said i'm surprised Kohe didn't really kind of jump onto that because they they had obviously done that before with the first record with second tur- or was a second turbine whatever the fucking record yeah, second Second stage turbine blade. second stage turbine I mean that that was like like I said on the 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 rankings episode that is like a Thrice's identity crisis it's it's a it's a combination of all these random genres into one record done really really well. And they kind of always I feel like they always kind of followed what Thrice was was doing as well but not as good as Thrice. That's just how I feel about it. Thrice were just a better band. Songwriting wise, musically I felt like they were better. Maybe not story wise, but you know that's outside of the music and band itself, but whatever. I mean, it's it's. I mean,
1: they're the, they're in the same ballpark of, of music, but I, I again, I think they're they're setting out to do different things. Yeah, and I, think, I think that's I think I think because Coheed is so so staunch on on keeping with, like the kayfabe, as uh, the wrestlers say, I think it hurts her okay. songwriting.
0: What does kayfabe mean? I don't know what that means. I don't get the reference.
1: Oh, if, if you're uh, like like Stone Cold Steve Austin needs to be Stone Cold Steve Austin, even if he's in the oh. fucking grocery store. Okay. You can't break okay. character. Okay. I so see, Stone Cold and The Rock are having a spat and
0: you know any, any uh, event that they're together with, they need to continue that spat. <laughs> Do you remember that? <laughs> I think we even talked about it a few years ago in our group chat when Booker T was in the grocery store and then Stone Cold showed up. That is the best.
1: That is, and he that is the best. Beat the shit out of Booker T. Oh, it's so good. Pours oh, milk on him. He breaks eggs on him. And oh, it was so just, funny. That's yeah, fantastic. I God, it. that was so good.
0: funny. It's so good. One of the best wrestling things I've ever seen.
1: Man, wrestling used to be just man. Wrestling was top notch. <laughs> wrestling was top notch.
0: Oh, I wish I was more into wrestling back in the nineties, early two thousands. I really yeah, wish that I is, was. That is the
1: that is the era too. That is the Attitude Era. That is that is what made wrestling historic.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I know I'm slowly making my way through the beginning of the WWF up until that that era of wrestling that we were just, that we were just talking about. So good. But anyway, back to Cody and Camrya. Let's to um are we good with welcome home? Yeah. Okay. So What's your 2B then? All right, well, yeah, what's your 2B? Since we uh, talked about uh, for, essentially well, the first four songs already.
1: We haven't talked about Keeping the Blade, and we haven't talked about Always and Never. What are you talking about? Okay, let's get into that then. We haven't done anything about them. We said less things guy. than normal, actually.
0: What do you got then?
1: <laughs> so Keeping the Blade, this is the instrumental track. This opens it up. This tune is a recurring theme in their albums. We've heard this mm-hmm. before, right? Yeah. Do you remember or you don't remember?
0: I don't remember. <laughs> I'm fucking just god! With you. Come <laughs> on, you son of a bitch! Dude, the intros, dude. It's like two minute intros every album. Like I'm just gonna skip the shit. But it's it's
1: the tune. <laughs> it's the tune. This this tune okay. we have heard probably f- at least three times in their first two albums, and it's it's supposed to like like fans say that it represents like the passing of time, and and it would make more sense if you remembered that it was it was there. Even the name, keeping the blade, right. It's, mm-hmm. it's 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 the amalgamation of their first two albums and keeping secrets and, and then yeah. second stage second turbine stage blade. Turbine, so it's yeah. taking two things, but we've heard this before and that's that's fine. But this is the first time we've heard it we've heard this tune as an actual song that builds around the theme. Like usually it's just a, it's sort of like a placeholder, but this time is an actual song. And it's fucking badass. It is so goddamn good. I love this. I, I can listen to just this song alone and then just go on to like Blink or go on to anything else and be like, be satisfied because yeah. I love how the song just builds. I love how the song builds. I love how it builds. So the orchestral parts, I like the highs and the lows, they're all just like surreal. They're all perfect. You can hear some of the lower strings kind of like octave jump. They'll scale up, but instead of hitting that like that higher E, they'll drop down to the lower E. And so you can hear these kind of, like, subtleties in the music. And, and that's that just comes from, like, superb songwriting. That's just better songwriting.
0: Yeah, I just... I don't have much to say about this this first track. I just... I think there was just a lot of burnout this week for me with Coheed. And I just kind of forgot about... I don't know. This one just did not stand out to me at all. But I and understand then, what you're saying.
1: Oh, my God. And then, and then there's this part... That, so the piano... The piano's playing and then right before the string part really comes in, the piano hits his chord, it's like doom and the string goes. Dee, 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 dee. So right before that like string part, that piano chord, man, that fucking chord hits so hard. It hits so heavy. It rings out just long <laughs> enough. It rings out slow enough. It's it's deep. It's rich. That is a good piano chord right there. That that is like <laughs> my second favorite piano chord my second favorite piano part i guess in 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 a musical piece like a pop piece i guess after after weezers um only in dreams ending oh my
0: god love it of course love it you always got to bring up that song the, ending, so of that song. So so yeah, the ending of that song so fucking
1: good i just you i just I, I love i love when 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 artists write just already a perfect song and then go back to that perfect song and just think like how can we make this better without making it worse because if, if you go into it thinking, how can I make this better? You can always make it better, but you're probably going to make parts of it worse. But if you mm-hmm. think, how can I make it better without making it worse, then you're really, really particular about what you're doing to the song. True. Like, True. A lot. Like like, like. So, yeah, that's keeping the blade.
0: <laughs> that's awesome my one beat. Right. Of course it is. Okay. Because it's one whole song, too. Mm-hmm. It's sweet. So, always and never. Always so, and never. Yeah, this is an acoustic song, just guitar and vocals. Of course, you like this shit. You like it too, right? I mean, no, like, no, I, no, I think it's fantastic. No, this is a fucking this, great song. Is this a B for you? It is not, but wow. I still think it's a How great the song.
1: Fuck, are you fucking insane? Because it's not a B. Because for you? I
0: don't think it's like a. It's not a full song. Like this is a transition song, and I get it. I, I totally, totally get it. Always and never, and keeping the blade could be one song easily just be one song so this is to me is like a filler song i think it's also because i know i'm what i'm getting myself into with welcome home like so i'm just excited i'm excited for that build up build up i'm excited for that hype because that's what this song is it's fucking build up into welcome home into that that acoustic riff at the beginning of welcome home into that big heavy the big heavy guitars and everything oh so i don't really not a banger for you i don't really think of this song as a single song it's great it's fantastic there's some great falsetto stuff that wow. that he doesn't do very often he really really doesn't but he fucking kills it in this so okay. Okay. it's good all right and then well i mean the only thing that that's a little bit weird is the uh the kids voices and everything the kids talking in the background that's great i don't know. It's fine. That part, I love fine, that. But
1: I love that because the children playing in the background give the song that that sort of it's an uneasy innocence. Whenever okay, you hear kids it, laughing yeah. and playing, you automatically kind of let your guard down a little bit. But we know this this world, this world building is not innocent. It's 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 a beautiful contrast, is what it is. Yeah, and that's yeah. a that's again, that's that's cool songwriting. That's that's how can I make this song better without making it worse. And I, I, I think it's, I think it's perfect. I love this. I, I love this. I love this song. It never gets it never gets old. It never gets too crazy either. Small soundscapes work because because they're not overdone. They're not drowning out the music, and they're not taking away from anything. All they are doing is supplemental stuffs.
0: True, true. It's. I mean, I'm, don't get me wrong. This is not a bad song by any means. It's just it's a build up. It's a. It's just a good. You know, combined with the first song, like I said, it's like a good four or five minute buildup into Welcome Home.
1: Okay. Well, that's that's actually incorrect, so. <laughs>
0: um, All right. So yeah. what do you have lyrically on this one?
1: Uh, this was like the first time we're introduced to writer, the writer. Uh, mm-hmm. Claudio from our world is essentially the writer of of Coheed's music and lyrics, but also the story and creator, writer, who is the writer of the fictional universe. Stupid. Dumb. Um but it's it's a cool way to expand on the on the multiverse thing that they got going on. Again, I like it. I like that, that he he's calling an audible, right? He's like maybe he had a, a story planned out, maybe he's like George Lucas and pretended that he had a story planned out. And then halfway through is, yeah. he's like, uh, you know, I'm feeling different. I want to change everything and then change everything. But um but in this song we have fictional Claudio connecting to real world writer and they're connected mentally. And sort of physically, since the pain writer feels uh, Claudio also feels, but like this is like the intro. this is this is both of the worlds coming together in a way that both of them don't quite understand what is happening, but they kind of also understand what is happening.
0: like taking it out of the the, the fictional side of it all. I just think this one is about waiting for his lost love and missing everything about her. Feeling like he can never sleep or be happy again until he she's with him. That's what I feel pers- from a personal level. That's what I feel that that this song is about. That's crazy. i
1: I don't know if I would be able to to pull anything from his lyrics if I didn't know the story. I, <laughs> so I, I don't think I could
0: so what after after like the first few songs, after I you know, I, I realized, okay, let let me read the lyrics separately, and then I'll go back and then read the story that's what i did like i i i I did that and then i read the story afterwards so i for almost all my songs i have like what it means what i think it means and then what the story says it means and they're they're just completely fucking different everything everyone's fucking different and i feel like every other song is about like like one song will be about claudio or or just this person just being in love feeling betrayed this and that and then the second then the next song will be about the other person's perspective the girlfriend's perspective saying that he's the manipulator he's the shitty one he's the one who doesn't understand and that's why i'm leaving and then the next song will be about you know claudio's perspective of being like i don't understand why she's leaving me i want to kill her i'm pissed off and then it just throughout the album it just kind of escalates until the very end where it just gets pretty violent at, at certain points so that's kind of how I feel and then I go back and read, you know, what the story says it's about and it's like dude yeah. <laughs> it's, you can't fucking make any of these connections at all like it actually made it a little bit less fun and interesting after I read what the story was about i mean the story by itself is cool but relating it to this record is i think is just silly i just don't I, I don't care for that i think if you just take his his
1: actual lyrics it's just placeholders for noises then, then I think it would make more sense. Like if he was just singing "Ladi das the whole time, yeah. And then you had to read about what the song is about, story wise. I think that, that would be a little cooler. bit more, a little bit more beneficial. Because, I agree. I agree. Because for sure, dude, like this guy is just not. A, he's just not a good lyricist. He's just not.
0: I wouldn't he, say he's, that he's, he's a bad lyricist. It's just he is because he's trying not good to connect at, the story with the lyrics. Doesn't make any fucking sense. I don't think his lyrics and are necessarily bad. That's why he's bad. bad.
1: They are bad because they're not doing what he wants them to do.
0: Okay. He, he, okay. You're right in that sense. You are right in that sense.
1: He he wants to tell his story, and he's a good storyteller because him and his wife write fucking pretty cool ass comics, but his lyrics are trash.
0: <laughs> Only in connection with the stories. That's it. Yeah. All right. So let let's are we are we good with always and never? Yeah. No, we're good with the with with with, with my one B. One two three. With four. your one B. Okay. <laughs> so should we move on to should we move on to your two B? Yeah, two B. What do you got? Wake up, wake up,
1: wake up, dude! Wake uh, up. Dude. So
0: that's not a banger for me. I know, because you're fucking boring. <laughs> it's a fucking slow ass ballad, dude. Love it, so good. Oh, I, so I even good. put here. I would only listen to. I only listen to the song in the context of the record, of this album. Dude, this I would like, never listen to like, this by itself. It's like pop
1: punk goes acoustic is what's happening here. And <sighs> it's, it's loves cool. Tammy loves this song too. Tammy loves this song because it's so fucking good. I love how busy the guitar is constantly. It's just constantly busy. But doesn't really venture off from like the picking. Like rarely he hits he's hitting chords. But it's mm-hmm. never too busy. Again, it's never busy enough to be like irritating. But he's always doing something. And that's what like drives a good acoustic song forward rather than kind of just you know, stalling in the water is either a really solid melody, like dashboards throwing out, or some really cool like Fucking picking, like that's why a lot of cool, like unplugged stuff is is good, because of, of guitar work, and this sure, is it. This sure. is fantastic acoustic guitar work, and see what like, the cool drums and percussion like. This, this stuff like drives the song forward, but they don't take over. They are they are comfortable. They are happy, sitting in their lane
0: in the back seat. I just don't feel like his vocals fit well with these kind of uh, ballads. Like the ballad itself, musically is not bad at all it's his vocals with like the, the lot of O sounds, the, the round sounding words that he does, the o the, like he sounds like a dog or a wolf or something like that. Like just the way he sings, it just sounds funky in an acoustic ballad like this. And it's he, so distracting. He tries,
1: Cause he tries really hard to be kind of unique. And, and the way he sings is very unique. There's not a lot of it people is. that sing like him. And so when you, when you, when you have something that's like welcome home, And, like, Favorite House of Atlantic, which another reason why that blew up was because, like you said, the video and his hair, right? That was like, what the fuck? Like, that's the guy that's singing this? What? (laughs) The hair, the
0: snake bites on his lips. Oh, I forgot about the fucking piercings that he had. Yes, piercings, yeah, the snake bites, yeah. That's actually one of
1: the reasons why I wanted to get, like, lip piercings when I worked at Virgin Records was because Oh, dude, I
0: always wanted snake bites. (laughs) Yeah, I always That's... wanted them. And then Ta- I don't know if you remember <laughs> Tammy when when I met Tammy, she had snake bites for like years after we Is even she? met. Oh yeah, she had snake bites. I mean, her whole face was tat or not tattooed was pierced. Tammy's had so many piercings over the years, but yeah, when I met her, she had the she had the snake the the snake bites. Well, I do
1: not. I do yeah. not remember that. I, she, I, I do... think she
0: she didn't take them out till like maybe twenty ten. So like four or five years into our. Into our relationship, yeah, she finally like was like, oh, I'm over it. I'm gonna take him out. She finally did, but she still has scars. Like she still I was, was
1: going to say, I love I love talking to people about music sometimes because I, I inevitably will just stare at like their face, and if I see <laughs> little holes where their piercings used to be, I have to bring up. I said, How cool did you think you were when you got those lip piercings?
0: <laughs> the snake bites it. were cool. They were cool.
1: I still think they're cool, but it's, yeah, I do it's, too. I mean, uh, it's super like, goofy it, now that you have little holes in your face. If, it's if funny. Tammy,
0: if Tammy brought back her snake bites, I'd be totally cool with it. Totally fucking cool with it.
1: I, I'd still, I'd still. Eh, I don't know if I get a piercing. Actually, I wouldn't do it. No.
0: Yeah, I, I don't care to get pierced, but fucking Tammy, man, she's got so. She's it's gotten like like so <laughs> many parts of her body pierced. It's insane.
1: Not even not not that like because my all my tattoos are super stupid, but yeah, like, the here thought here. of getting my lip pierced, I, I just. I would only do it just so I could constantly <laughs> laugh at myself. Like, there's just no other reason for it. It's so silly. It's I love fucking,
0: it. fucking Mike, Mike, our f- friend of the pod, Mike. When, when, him and I lived together, like in 2014, 2015, in, in Irvine, he was going through this phase where he was just doing weird things, and he wouldn't got a nose piercing. He got his, he got his like nostril piercing, not a septum, but his nostril. But he got, <laughs> he got the ring too small. So it just looked really his his nose and head looked way bigger because of just how small the piercing <laughs> was on his nose, and it looks so it looks so ridiculous. He took it out after like a week because I think it got infected or some shit like that. Oh. But yeah, oh yeah. But yeah he's ridiculous like can Especially you imagine can you imagine no, Mike with, no with the nose beard scene? yeah because
1: right? of his long beard and how it's like tapered to be like <laughs> longer than it is wider and the way yeah. his hair is also tapered to his like yeah, buzz cuts on yeah. the side and it's poofy on top so all these things make his head look more elongated than it should be no I cannot imagine him doing <laughs> more so like remember we thought his ears were really really small but that he doesn't have small ears that are proportioned to his head it's just because it's just way yeah his, the his hair this,
0: his hair yeah his hair yeah his his i mean not anymore because his hair his facial hair and the top of his head isn't the same anymore but at the time it was like an hourglass shape because he had the long beard but yeah it would go out on the sides and then flatten out at the bottom and then his hair would would be like you know the fade on the side and then it would be like this poof of hair and then it'd be flat on top so it was like a like a almost like a perfect hourglass of a face yeah it's pretty, pretty funny stuff.
1: <laughs> it is fucking, fucking sex, man. man.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that was the style, man. That was the style.
1: It's still, it's still kind of cool. I think, I think, I think, I think piercings are good. Tattoos have kind of become like cliche and, and ex- more accepted. Yeah. For sure, yeah.
0: than piercings like facial piercings are still kind of like,
1: oh, what's the fucking thing in your face, dude?
0: Yeah, it's still, it's still pretty edgy. Yeah. So the I ones I, I never I never understood were the surface piercings. Like, Tammy used to get the surface ones. The surface like, uh, piercings. Like, the ones on her wrist. Like, stuff that doesn't go through something. Like, it doesn't go through your nose, your lip, your ear. Oh, it's it's l- something there's that only just one hole? Like, well, it's not just one hole. It goes through two holes, but it's, like, it's surface because, like, when you put it on your wrist, it goes through, like... Yeah, there's two holes, but it's, I don't know. It's hard to explain, like... Wow. Ah, what am I trying to say? Like it's mainly, it's more mainly for like a, a bar, like instead of a ring, it's a bar that goes across.
1: Oh, I see. I, I, you know okay, what I, I mean? See. Yeah. So, so like on the back of, cause Renee has like those on the back of her neck.
0: Yes. Tammy used to have that too on the back of her neck. So
1: yeah. you're right. There is two, there are two holes, but it's, but it's, it's just a, a bar it's a, that goes through it. It's a barbell and all you're seeing yeah. are the, are the bell parts, not the bar. Yeah.
0: So that's a surface piercing. So Tammy had the one on her neck. She had that for like over 10 years. And then she had the one on her wrist, and I got super infected. her whole Her whole arm swelled up and turned <laughs> red, and we had to go. We had to go to the urgent care and everything, and they had to like take the piercing out. Or no, they had to give her like medication to bring the swelling down, and then she had to take the piercing out. Yeah, and then she got her she got her um, what is it the uh, her hip pierced? She got that service pierced, pierced, and that got infected within like I think a week as well. Yeah, surface piercings always get fucking uh, infected. It's terrible. Hmm. But anyway, yeah. Why? Why are we? Oh, we're talking piercings because of Claudio because he had the snake bites. Oh
1: yeah, yeah, because the snake bites. There we go. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, it's oh, fine.
0: Back to Koi. Back to Code and Cambria.
1: No, that wake up was my TV, but you hate it, so we can move on. That's fine. No,
0: no, I, we can play it. I, I don't mind. We haven't even got to like. How many bees do you have? Do you have any stinkers? So, no, I, I have no stinkers. There's only really two, two songs that I want to talk about and then I'm good to go totally okay. good to go but we, we I'm down to play wake up do you want me to play it that's fair are you sure
1: yeah because this one this one doesn't have like a whole lot to do with the the overall story and and uh, I just read that it was about Claudio having a fight with his girlfriend and, and kind of going in in line with 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 a band who was getting big and touring and not being home and their significant others complaining about it
0: okay I got something completely different from that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll move on then. We'll move on. Um, okay. So my my to be is the suffering. It's another single. I don't care. <laughs>
1: I gonna, yeah. That's not. Besides, just like the acoustic part. I mean, the suffering is just as as pop punky and oh, as as, so as wake up is.
0: When it when it hits into that that second chorus and everything opens up, and it's just like this big, I don't, and not heavy, just big sounding song, and just it's just so. Fun. Fucking catchy! Oh my god, dude. the suffering, the suffering has the perfect balance of the palm muted guitars, the kind of swingy, kind of a little bit of math rock, kind of drumming and style, all meshed into like a three and a half minute jam. It's just, it's so perfect. Like they do this kind of shit, absolutely perfectly. If they did an entire record of three and a half, four minute songs in this kind of vein not say every song needs to sound like this but in this vein of styling dude they could just be this and then they put out like a big heavy metal record like welcome home in the style of welcome home mm. dude they'd be like on top of the fucking world mm. they seriously would and they could still bring that they could still like lyrically story-wise bring that into the entire universe of the the uh the key work was that what it's called Keywork, right
1: yeah, the Amory yeah. Wars.
0: <laughs> the Amory, all of that, yeah. But, yeah, no, I I, I like the suffering. I love the suffering. What does it say for you, uh, B-wise? It's my 3B. I love the suffering. Why are you acting like you hated it? Hated because it.
1: you act like you hate fucking Wake Up, but, like, Wake Up. No, Wake Up put is so music different. behind it, it's the suffering.
0: No, it's way different.
1: The only difference is Wake Up's acoustic. That, that's it. That's it. That's the same song. Like, literally, it's the same song. It's not the same song. If you the isolate the day. vocals, it's the same song. I did it today.
0: <laughs> oh just shit! Like, so should we play this song? Do we, what do you got musically on this? Lyrics? What, what do you? Th- what do you think we should do? Uh,
1: I don't know. I I I love I love the guitar tone in this one. I think it it sounds just fucking really cool. I love the riffage. I love the like like when he when he's note matching vocally with with the riffage, <laughs> like that that gives me chills. It really does.
0: Yeah, and this one so this one.
1: This one's pretty prog rock, right? They they are essentially kind of like a prog band at heart, but they they do things to make you believe that they are not. But I think they are a prog band at heart. They have they have tendencies that I mean there's a lot of yes in this album also. There's a lot of really mm-hmm. cool prog stuff. And it shows from like their stories, their like their story writings where where it's kind of like all over the place. This is a prog band at heart. And this riffage, like it doesn't just come it doesn't just come from the guitar but also the bass and drums. They're also doing some other weird stuff together apart from the guitar riffs, but it's all still blending together. So they, they, like, like, like in good prog music, right? Where you start at one point, you, you diverge, you each do your own thing and you come back to meet at the end. But in mm-hmm. the middle part, you're each doing something totally different. So if you isolated the tracks, they're two completely different songs, but play them together and say, like, okay, it's kind of fucking cool. That's kind of the same thing here. I see what you're sure. doing. I like it. Sure. And the verses here, man. The verses are so catchy. The verses are so catchy in the song that when the chorus finally hits, it's even more mind-blowing. Because I love these verses. I love them so <laughs> <know>. much. They're <laughs> really so good. good.
0: And then just the also like the background vocal haze, you know, the hey. Hey hey. Hey. If it that, to me. To me. Just the the, the intertwining of the, the Claudio's vocals with the background vocals. And just the, the chord progressions, the the high chord kind of progressions that, that kind of go on throughout the song, the lead guitar parts, absolutely killer. And I totally agree with you. The guitar tone on this song is is killer. It's really, really killer. Do you want to get lyrically into this or do you want to play it? What do you want to do? I, I
1: wrote and I was reading because I'm not reading the lyrics here. I'm reading the story and then reading the lyrics. This was writer is essentially making up his mind or most of his mind to enter the story, his story, right, and kill Ambelina to quell his suffering. But like any any good story, there's always that piece of, of writer, the, the the person that just kind of wants to propose to Erica and shoot his last shot and to see if he can give it one more go before he expels her from his life entirely.
0: I read it, I, yeah, the little bit I read about the story itself, I, I kind of got that too. But... I like my interpretation better because I'm a better, uh, I don't know. I'm an interpretation b- man, a better interpretation man. Yes. It's <laughs> <laughs> quite the word quite
1: the word, the word,
0: uh, court, the word. So uh, the way this song is structured to me is that it's, it's two different. It's, two people talking to each other the back and forth of that one person is talking about how they want to stay in the re- stay in a relationship the other one wants to leave it because you know they hate the other person and they they're just it, the song is about fighting with with one another in the context of a relationship and i think it's perfect it really is like the way claudio plays off of not only himself at times but also the way he plays off of the background vocals like we already talked about is perfect lyrically i i think this is just a really cool structured song that yeah has a verses has the verses and choruses but they're n- not everything is identical to one another like there's there's still a you know there's still parts in the chorus and choruses and verses that that are a little bit different from one another and i, I think that's really cool and it it adds so much it adds a lot more depth to the song than you would hear in a lot of normal pop songs yeah <sighs> I think this is, this is a fucking amazing song. Everything so about this good. song is fucking amazing. Lyrically, musically, vocally, everything is fucking awesome. So, taken out of the, this, the fictional story, I think this song is awesome. But anyway, should we play a little bit of the song and then move on? Why, yeah, we've only played like one song. Well, we only played two songs. Right? Yeah, we played two songs.
1: What other song do we but play besides they,
0: Welcome Home? We played a uh, 10 speed. You didn't play 10 speed? Yeah, we did play 10 speed. Remember I didn't fade out? Oh, that's right. Yeah. So yeah, I don't Anyway, you. L- here's a little bit of uh, the suffering from Coheed. There you go. The suffering oh, from Coheed oh, and Cambria. It's so good. <laughs> it is like, really good. What,
1: what you just played was was why this song is so damn good. It's because we didn't even get to like the big chorus, the big drop, right? The relief, yeah. but everything else was so worth it. It was and like this. Was. This song really makes you wait for that chorus, and I
0: love it. You know what I never really noticed until this week? Also, is the uh, like it's it's buried in the mix, but when you really hear, when you really listen, you can hear it. Is that that piano part that den den that very staccato kind of fast high piano part? Like yeah. like it like you hear in sweetness from Jimmy Eat World. You know what I'm talking I about? I don't
1: think. I mean, I know I know the piano in sweetness, yeah, but I don't I don't think I like heard it in this one.
0: Yeah, this it, I have no it's, notes it's on that. Leading up into the into the into the choruses you in if it's like I said, it's buried in the mix but you can hear it. It's like a very filler thing, but you can hear just that, that high piano kind of staccato. Damn. Thing. Damn. It's fucking good, man. It's good. Good stuff. But anyway, let's move on from the suffering. Um what what else do you have on this record? What 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 was the other song you wanted to talk about? You want so you at the least thing, to the other thing one more well the one more thing is four songs
1: oh so that you want to do the the willing the well. willing well
0: yeah i mean this is just you like I this mean, this is amazing wow this is a fucking wha- masterpiece
1: wha- wow
0: everything front to, i mean from the first part to the final cut it's just this is unreal okay okay
1: okay are you, are you also including like Apollo 1, the, the writing writer in this, or are you just doing only the last I'm four just, tracks? I'm
0: just doing the last four tracks. Gotcha. Because, I mean, these, this last, these last four songs is everything that they do well in one single song. You know, the aggressiveness, the math rock, acoustic stuff, pop melodies, everything. No, I, I agree. Soundscape, this is, this everything is, is, is just 30 perfect. minutes of bliss. Like if, I would be fine if, if I just had Welcome Home, Suffering, and then these four songs. Like I would be totally cool with it.
1: And that's still that's still like an hour long album. <laughs> I,
0: <know>. <laughs> 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 I think I think these last four songs are like seven to seven and a half minutes long each. So we yeah, got this is what thirty minutes. Oh yeah, thirty minutes of just fucking this is like Cassandra Gemini from uh Mars Volta. But not as good as Cassandra, because Cassandra okay, is a...
1: take it easy, buddy, boy. Pure masterpiece. Right.
0: Relax. But you know what I mean? It's just... Because you would agree, Cassandra is a better song.
1: I don't want... Why? I don't like doing that, because then by you... If I said that's a great song, then you're like, Oh, see? This is better than Fuck Goid. I'm not going to do that. Exactly. I'm
0: not going exactly. to <laughs> do that. That's why I do it. I'm trying to, you know... You can't get me. I don't get got. No, it doesn't happen. I'm trying to make you admit and realize that Mars Volt are one of the greatest bands of all time. But the willing well i don't even know i don't even know if i can tackle this (laughs) i mean i have so many notes here do do you know do you know what what the willing well is i don't know because i was just so excited by by the song musically i just don't even give a fuck about the lyrics like i I have have, have my own the lore is cool i have my own interpretation of all four parts do you want me to give you lore, or do you, or do you want to give just me lore, to Give the lore, me lore entirely? Because I honestly... Well, I kind of like complaining about, about the lore, and I want to give it to you. If you, yeah, you no.
1: if you don't care about it, why would I give it to you?
0: I want you to give me the lore, because I did not care about the lore when I was when I was reading about this song. I cared about my interpretation, because that's all that matters in the end, and the music itself. So if you do you care the about the
1: lore, the lore does not care about like you. Like I said,
0: I, cared about, I care about the lore, so get into the lore. I don't want to talk Please. about it please and thank you the
1: The willing well is is like a mirror to the wishing well dude willing well it's it's a mirror that (laughs) connects the two the two universes the the our fictional or our factual universe with claudio's fictional universe and it's a way for the the for writer to pass between worlds that's what the willing well is that's what the substance is so like, I mean, just like real quick, the Lord with this, these four things here is, 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 is Claudio, fictional Claudio believes, actually he doesn't really believe he hates it, but everyone believes Claudio is, is like the, the, the one they call him the crowing. He's one that is going to, to put an end to this other guy who was a uh, Wilhelm, R- Ryan Wilhelm or something, some other general, but, but Claudio is, is going to bring peace yeah, to all, all good. the land. And he doesn't know how he's going to do it. He doesn't believe that he's the one. And uh, to the end of keeping secrets is silent Earth three, he says the, way, the the way he's going to do it is essentially end everything. But he still doesn't quite believe. Writer, the writer is 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 saying, yeah, you are the one, but your your destiny is to is to destroy everything because that's how I'm going to write you. And so then a fight a fight breaks out, and then Claudio tries to like overpower Writer, but he's.
0: No oh, He's the writer
1: he's the right of the story, right? You can't it's, it's this weird fucking meta fight that they have and, and like Claudio mm-hmm. is this powerful being and, and he's tapping into un untapped potential and powers that he never knew existed but really writers just kinda of like bro like this doesn't hurt me. I i I invented you. And so then he tells him you are going to destroy everything, peace out. And then like he goes back to the normal world. And so I think this ends a little like ambiguously with writers telling Claudio, this is what you are going to do because I'm going to write it this way. I'm glad to have met you like goodbye. And that's it. Like that's how, that's how the lore I read into ends. But I think like there's a lot of ups and downs and climaxes, but I think the music does follow it.
0: And so, so that, that goes across all four parts of the song, right? Yeah, or all of the sweet. Of, of the sweet. Yeah. That's what they call it a sweet. That's what it's called. S- Come Dude, on. sweet. Be classy. <laughs> so, with this first part, musically, I mean, the highlight of this first part is is the drumming and the, the Palm Muta guitars. The way that they just intertwine with one another. I mean, it, honestly, the drumming on this entire record is. Is so fucking tight. It's so perfect. It adds so much to the, the character of these songs. The fills that that he has on this song on this record are just fucking perfect and amazing. Ugh, and this he song really is no does exception. anything
1: cool. It's, but he doesn't ugh, have to. He's but always it's always just, just Meg White drumming.
0: Ugh, no, he's not though. He's not ugh, though. There's some ugh, really fucking rad parts on this on this album. And this song, like like, there's some crazy math rock kind of weird weird time signature shit that he does it's fucking killer and what's really cool about this song and part other parts of this record is that you know the the palm muted guitars they're not like big heavy chugging things but they're still muted but then everything else or the the drums and the bass fill in the lower parts which is normal obviously but it's not it doesn't it doesn't make it this like this big heavy chugging song because of the the highs and lows of, of all the instruments i don't know if i'm i'm not even explaining that correctly <sighs> i should probably I, stop i
1: i i like this one i think this one's fucking great this one's real jammy it's real prog metally. yeah and like this one the bass is finally getting its due the bass is a solid line here it's in the front we can notice it it's not just following the guitar parts this is great and i agree like everyone's chugging along like it normally does but this one's like really heavy well, it but gets it's, heavier. It's subconscious heavy, though. It's not, it's not, it's not Metallica heavy where, where it's right off the bat. Like it's, We're dropping right into the heaviness. It's heavy because of the way the music builds around it, and it yeah. gets heavy. Yeah. I, I, I agree. I love that. And this is the one above everything else. This one reminded me of Yes. Some of the great stuff that Yes does, some of that really cool prog stuff, they are doing in this song. And there's, yeah. I don't know, there's also some really cool, like, traditional rock stuff, like the solo. The solo is a really oh, basic, leads, traditional rock solos. solo. But it's, that's what, you, they, they, there's just so many different genres going in here, and I, I love it. It sounds great.
0: Yeah, I mean, and, and also, when once it once it builds into that heavier part with the bigger, heavier guitars, because they, they do get heavier, they, they stop with the palm mutes, it's big, more, you know, power chords and things like that. And Claudio sings through this, like, some voice effect to where it, it makes his voice like a couple octaves lower than normal. So he sounds almost demonic at certain points in the song. And then it just drops down back into kind of what they were doing before, a little bit heavier. And then you get some more solos, some more lead, lead guitar parts. And then it just kind of drops into this crazy math rock part that seamlessly, I don't know how the fuck they did it, but it goes from this math rock thing to this big ballad, big big sounding guitars and then it just kind of fades out and then that's the end of this part of the song like there are parts that that should not transition well but they for what i don't know what the fuck they do but it just works like math rock into big ballad guitars should never ever work but it does (laughs) i don't get it i just don't understand it they're just that musically they're that good but they never they rarely ever shine like this on this I, I think it's cuz they
1: focus they they focus a lot of attention on on build up and transitions they they don't ever just drop into a chorus there's always a reason to drop into a chorus there's always a reason for a solo to come up and there's always like a reason for anything to happen in their music and that's again that's that's better songwriting that is that is how can i make it better but not worse and and yeah. that's that's what they are doing here because it's super easy to go from math rock to 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 ballad guitars but, but it's not super really. hard anybody can do it it's just super well, hard to do it, do it, it. it it's super good. hard it's super hard to do it and make it sound good
0: yeah yeah yes 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 so getting into the second part real quick this is a little bit this is this is actually shorter it starts off you know with with that synth kind of thing going on, then the acoustic guitar comes in. it's super bouncy, very happy. It sounds like a weezer song, like straight yeah, this up is super a weezer unusual song.
1: and different from this 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 album here
0: yeah I really think anything they've really done, they've never sounded this pop heavy pop rock heavy ever, but yeah, straight up weezer uh and even as as the song builds a little bit more, like you get the heavier guitars and everything like thing like that the rhythm section still keeps it bouncy and swingy swingy, even though everything's gotten heavier. And I love that. I really, really love like Love that. They don't have to get into the big heavy toms and big cymbals and everything like that. They can still keep it very swingy and bouncy. And I thought putting this into the, the part of the song overall, it was just fucking perfect. I loved it. Yeah. Fucking great. This
1: is my this is my favorite of the four, I guess. If I had to rank okay. them, this probably my f- this one, and then uh, yeah, that, I would say this was my favorite of the four, and then, Willing Willingwell one, and then Final Cut, and then Apollo two. If I had to rank the four, because I, I did write them as one song.
0: Oh, you did? Okay. Yeah. With Apollo two. Or
1: uh, oh, yeah, well okay. three, oh yeah, yeah yeah, two. yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Apollo two was my was my least favorite as well. I mean, but this one. It just sounds like it just sounds like everything that they've done on most of the record. They didn't really change it up too much. There's some cool drum fills uh, halfway through the song there there there's a moment. there are moments where like they're they're kind of battling each other. like sometimes the the bass will kind of do its own little thing. Then the guitar lead will do something. Drums will do something real quick, then they'll switch off. but otherwise it's um it's pretty pretty average in the context of the record. I mean, it's definitely my least favorite the The third part is my least favorite of this, of the suite. The third part, yeah. The fucking part. The this final one, uh, part is really good though.
1: There, there's a part in this one too that that uh, pulls from what is it? Bl- uh, blood red summer, right? Yeah. Yeah, blood red summer, yeah, blood red and then red summer, yeah. you can hear the and it's like whoa, that's that's kind of cool. And then I read other people say that you can also hear favorite house of Atlantic, some parts of that. I didn't pick that up. You no, can clearly hear "Blood Red Summer," but I didn't pick up any "House of Atlantic" stuff. Um, but I don't know. It's cool.
0: I think it's. I think it's fine. It was my least favorite part, but whatever. It was still. It was still really good. But yeah, you just can't compare it to the the first two parts of the Willing Well. But then the final part, the fourth part, it's they, a slower the final jam. Cut. Yeah, it, it's a slower jam. It trudges along. Like so, I mean, the whole entire song is just kind of the same beat, generally speaking throughout the entire thing but it's fine like it it's still captivating it still keeps me interested there's some cool soundscapes i don't know if it's a synth or guitar feedback or vocals i'm not sure really what it is but yeah, i think it it adds a lot to the overall sound of the song some good palm muted crunchy guitar but it's still it's a sl- it's not even a build it's just like a slow just kind of way to end a end a record i I don't i have no issues with it at all
1: so like like when you when we hear a song like this this is a great version of it but normally when songs are like this when they're slow and they're like the closer you think like oh yeah they this is just their slow song that kind of sucks and they put (laughs) at the end because there's still a melody in the chorus whatever like this is a closing song for sure it plays out like one it sounds like one and it's it's a good closing song. But this is a really, really good closing song because they didn't just throw it at the end. It has purpose. Yeah, and there's there's, fan, there's really good guitar work. The wailing of the lead guitar, which I think is what we're talking about, uh, there's like a wailing of a lead guitar over yeah. the back and forth single notes of the rhythm. Like that, that weird noise. I think it's like some type of guitar
0: effect. Is it? Okay. I, I couldn't quite place it.
1: I I don't know I I could be wrong but that's that's just what I wrote that's what I put down but like dude mm-hmm. that's fucking money that is so good that yeah. is so rad and then we get this fucking like Clapton esque little solo here towards the end that like blends in <laughs> with some really cool soundscapes
0: yeah the and, solo like, in that then was really cool
1: that that is not something that Kohe does it's just a very like stripped down blues Clapton solo they just they just don't do that they don't they don't want to they don't need to and. They did it here for a minute, and it was. I think it was. It was cool.
0: I think it was intentional because they, in the end, the the secret song is a is a homage to Led Zeppelin. To I don't know how to pronounce the name of the song. I won't even try it.
1: Bro, how, Brony, we, Brony soup, from Brony soup. <laughs> any, any anybody that knows Zeppelin will. Anybody that's knows good song. Like a big fan of Zeppelin will know what Brony Soup is. Physical Everyone graffiti, Brony song, Soup, not not yeah. Zeppelin Three, Brony Soup. Or Brody Lights. Soup Stomp, I think it was called in Zeppelin Three.
0: Yeah, yeah. So it's it's kind of like a, an homage to that song. So I think throwing like the blues rock style at the end of it before going into that homage was, I think it was very fitting, very very fitting.
1: Fuck but. man, such a good album. It's
0: so fucking good. It is, and like lyrically overall, I'm not going to touch upon each part lyrically, but it's it followed to me. It follows a lot of the same, you know, depression betrayal of of a partner uh you know just the the kind of crazy feelings you feel toward that person for betraying you and that's just what most of this record actually all this record is about is betrayal and heartbreak that's that's what it all is but yeah this is a killer fucking record so let's give our um let's give our final thoughts on this one and then we will uh we will rate this album according to our world-famous three-point rating system where three is a perfect album two is a good album you're going to continue to listen to one is a bad album give it a shot and zero is the worst thing you've ever heard so what are your final thoughts and your rating go
1: this this is a concept album and if you couldn't tell by the title it's the fourth part of the it's a concept album and so you you need you need to like you need to understand that you need to understand going into this that like through and through, from front to back, this is something that you need to listen to from front to back. And if you take out the words entirely, the lyrics, the words, the vocals entirely, it still follows suit. Like you can still follow this from beginning to end. It still flows nicely. It sets out. It it accomplishes what it sets out to do, and it does it really, really well. And unfortunately, Koide's a band that peaked here. Like this was their peak, and even then. They, you know, they—they're not. They're—they're they're still not like quite like a plus team. They may be like a a tier or like B plus 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 tier, mm-hmm. but it's just I I think because of their I think because of their aesthetics I think because of their devotion to their story. As opposed to like writing just better pop songs, they will never get. They will never be like a plus tier. They're just never it's never gonna happen. And that sucks because they are really, really good. They are really talented. They do a lot of really cool stuff, and they've been doing it since fucking day one. Like they, True. they've never strayed from the path, and they, they, they never strayed from who they are as a band, who they are as, as people in a band. And I really, it's just Claudio, and I think the, the guitarists who've been there forever. Yeah, for the everyone most else part, yeah. is changes around, but like they, again, they are they are a prog band at heart, and and they write music like that, and so you can hear it come through. This, this this album is fucking so good. I, I I listen to this album probably every couple months. Every couple Damn. months, I'll just I'll throw this on and I'll listen to it front to back and just I get lost in my books. You know what I mean? I get lost in my books. <laughs> 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 so so uh, given that this 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 is a perfect album. This is a perfect three. There's not Damn. many. There are not many prog bands that can like. Mm, there are not many prog bands that can tell a, a, a story and it's not really told here at all. You have to, you have to dig deep into it and, and go to outside sources. But there are not many prog bands that can tell a story from beginning to end musically. Mm-hmm. Like, 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 yes, on, on, on Fragile kind of did it. Um, but there's not many That's bands crazy. that can tell a story like musically from front to end that, that flows, that, that genre hops, that does it all. True. And ends and ends on a high note that's not filler, like in any way, shape, or form. Like this is such man, the final cut is just such a fucking killer ending to this album. It's impressive.
0: Yeah, it is. So you give it a perfect three out of three, according to yeah, our I I do. I system. think this is
1: a perfect album. I think this one and I think second stage turbine blade, their first album. I think that's also a perfect album.
0: <laughs> that's a bold statement. I did that one statement. honestly,
1: that one blew me the fuck away. I cannot believe that these guys wrote an album and and said, how can we capture every what's that band that the horrible band like mindless mindless indulgences mindless for snickers? <laughs> yeah, like that yeah. band kind of like captured a, a a niche group of people and played to them like like Koheed said, how can we do that but with like fucking a ton of genres that are popular right now but then also still write a good album. but then also like underneath it all, write
0: good prog metal and they did it yeah they did a good job that first record really uh really surprised me i really really like that first record too but but this record good apollo volume one uh whatever you want to fucking call it stupid fucking title it's so it's not it's not stupid at all it's too long it's silly it okay so this record i i don't like to to go into this album Thinking about the fictional story, I think that should be completely separate. I don't think it should have any relation to this record, musically, lyrically. What what Claudio I felt was going after, you know, on a personal level, I feel was I thought it was interesting enough. It was interesting. It was good. I really enjoyed it. The other stuff, the comic stuff, the novelizations, that's cool too. But to combine the both, I think that's reaching. I think that's too much. It just. I just don't dig it. It's, it's not for me. So, I think there's some amazing parts on here. Like we've talked about the heaviness, just the the ups and downs of this record. They can do so much. I wish they could do more of the good stuff. Cause I we knew, we know they could do it. Cause they do it so fucking well. But um, just the ups and downs, the the sweet, the the last four songs, absolute for perfection. Though those four songs, perfection. Welcome home perfection, the suffering perfection, you know, just some really, really truly amazing songs and parts. And I, I love it. I love this record. I go, I don't go back to it that often, but when I do, I'm just kind of like, dude, why don't I go back to it? I'm blown away every time I hear it. And I really like it. I really love this record, but I don't think it's perfect. I really don't. I don't know. Maybe if it's because of the whole comic part of it, you do. You have this like massive story. like
1: distaste for for extracurricular reading.
0: I like that. I no trust me. I really like that stuff. The the oh, that's the all you complain about it, the entire time. Because I don't think it belongs in the music. I really don't think it belongs in the music at all. They should be complete, I think they should go. They should be completely separate from one another. Why? I really do. I really do. I just I don't. I don't like the combination of those two things i, I don't
1: like your fucking dumb lame. opinion on that
0: well it's not that it's lame it just doesn't fit i don't feel like it fits so with that <laughs> i'm gonna have to give this a 2.75 out of three it's oh, not perfect damn. because of that still pretty high. yeah it's because it, it's a fucking great record you take that you take that comic out of it it's still a let great me, yeah. great fucking record
1: <laughs> let me ask you this let me ask you this let ask me ask you me this, this. Ask when me you're that. when every time you listen to welcome home this week did you play the drum parts too?
0: Oh, of course. You have to. <laughs> I like air drum parts.
1: <laughs> the do, do,
0: do, do, do. And you hit those do. ride cymbals, that, that that bell on the ride cymbal, too. Oh, the ting, 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 oh, it's so good. It's so fucking good. You got to do it.
1: And the guitar part.
0: Yeah. And just even leaving, like, the pinch uh, harmonics. Okay. Even though I'm not good at doing that on, the, on a real guitar, I like to, like, to air guitar the pinch harmonics, too. Yeah. It's so good. <laughs> When, so you, when you air
1: guitar pinch harmonics, do you like shake your
0: hands? I do, like,
1: yeah. It's like, <laughs> exactly what I do. That's fucking how I do pinch harmonics on the I mean, air guitar. Even, I even shake you, my hands.
0: Even when you do it on the guitar, you don't you do a little bit of shake, but it's not as extreme as when I air guitar. <laughs> it. You know what like I mean? Vibrating, yeah. Because neither of us are good at doing that, but we can kind of do it if we really try. But
1: the the, the only time I'm good at it is when I'm not meaning to do it.
0: Oh, that's the best part like wh- when you do it by <laughs> accident you're like oh my god that sounds so cool you'd
1: never replicate it again
0: <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's always by accident oh god it's terrible but um yeah i don't know that, that's all i got for uh for this for this goddamn record do you have anything else on this one
1: no that's uh that's it that's all
0: all right. So, yeah, you give it a perfect 3 out of 3. I give it a 2.75 out of 3. So, thank you all for listening. Keep listening. Tell your friends. Tell 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 them how great we are. Give us five stars and five stars only. And you know what? That's it. That's all. Claudio <laughs> Kugelman. All
1: I say Sugar Ray. They say they Sugar Ray. I say Yeah, Sugar Ray. They said the the pop band. I said They ain't pop, brother. They ain't pop here.
0: <laughs> All right, there it is. Right in
1: between Bob Dylan and BT Bam.
0: Oh God, Bob Dylan. Bob, Bob Dole. Dole.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you didn't even say we're gonna clap. You just started counting, and I had my phone in my hand, and so I had to like well, toss the phone to the side so I get the clap on the on the on the. On the yeah.
0: <clears throat> yeah. I'm yeah. sure you did. Yeah, 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 yeah. Wool. Well,
1: <laughs> <laughs> but like, at least nothing's bad. Like, like honestly, yeah, listening true, to true. some of the Deftone stuff, like that shit was. Some of it was bad, repetitive well, and bad. This is just—I never. It's repetitive for sure, but no, I don't think any of this was bad.
0: Well, I think your problem with the Deftone stuff was be was because you didn't listen to any of it. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, you're that's... just making it all up. This is the only album that was recorded. Who, oh, fuck, dude, let me start Who? the fuck over. Let Who? me start the fuck over.
1: <laughs> Who? <laughs>